Hello, my beautiful people. Welcome back to the show and specifically, welcome to a new series on the podcast. Actually, scratch that. I think this is the first ever series on the podcast. (laughs) So I am really excited to kick off the new series, which I am calling Coded for Clients. And this was a title that came through for me actually a couple months ago and I didn't really know what it was for, what shape it would take and it just has become clearer and clearer as months have gone on, as incredible things have transpired, as I've grown and developed new skills and new just life experiences that I really wanted to bring this series specifically to all of you here in the podcast family. And of course, I'll be sharing little tidbits on Instagram and in all my other spaces in the Facebook group and on the email list and all the things. So welcome to the intro of the Coded for Clients podcast series. And the intention of this series is to share with you not only my own experiences, but the experiences that my clients have had in getting clear on their unique blueprint, their unique code to unlock easeful client attraction and easeful sales so that they can sustainably grow their business with way less hustle, with way less pushing, way less effort, and also with way less mindsetting themselves into doing shit that they just really don't want to be doing, okay? I truly, truly believe that there is such a big gap in entrepreneurship and specifically working in the coaching industry in how marketing and sales is taught to coaches and this gap is created because I see so many coaches that come into the space already knowing that they have the knowledge, they have the gifts, they have the tools, they have the experiences to help their clients get results and they see their clients getting results whether they start with free you know sessions or they're built they build their way up through word of mouth and referrals they still get to a point of frustration because they don't quite understand how to increase their visibility online and how to really showcase how important and valuable and life-changing their work really is and in that gap they find themselves doing things that they really don't want to be doing that actually doesn't work with their energy and doesn't align with how they're meant to be the most magnetic and what that then creates is this false story that they're not meant for the level of success that they should be getting or they feel just way overdue in knowing that they are ready for the multiple six figures or they're ready to hold more and it just feels so sticky in order to allow that to happen So I really relate to that because I was there and I find myself getting into periods of frustration like that. And truly, the more that I've held myself responsible to putting my alignment over upholding rules or frameworks or shoulds and even breaking up with certain things that mentors that I really love and respect to this day have told me to do, the more that I really hold myself to alignment over upholding all of that, the easier success has felt for me and it doesn't mean that when I say easy I don't mean like just sitting on the couch and things happen but it's a it's a lot less force-filled and it's a lot less pushing and self-sacrificing myself and I've seen the same thing in my clients results and this is really the key to the generational wealth that we always talk about we need the sustainability 
We need to be able to have a business that doesn't make us want to burn everything to the ground and run away, regardless of whether we're hitting milestone months or not. And that was another thing that I was seeing is just a lot of like seven figure misery and a lot of what a concept that I'll talk about later on in this series, which is milestone misery, where you work so hard and you push yourself so much to get to these milestones and then you hit the low. You hit a low where you're like, I'm exhausted or I don't even know if all that work was worth that. I don't know how to replicate it. I don't want to replicate it because it just took everything out of me. And that really is not the pathway for us to create the sustainable wealth, the generational wealth that we really want to create. And also to have businesses that can withstand the test of time, right? We can't build legacies. We can't build something revolutionary and life-changing when it's solely built on our ability or our (laughs) availability to push so hard through launches, through marketing plans, through funnels, through just all these things that it really can be so much simpler than that. And the key to simplicity and sustainability is in our design. So earlier this year, I started unfolding this whole idea through introducing the three client attraction types. And basically, these client attraction types that I was sharing mostly on Instagram is a diagnostic tool that was created as I was working with different clients and seeing how we actually got to their unique marketing process and what strengths I was seeing and what type of archetypes I was seeing that really allowed them to find a client attraction flow that really suited for them and allowed them to create incredible results way faster and with a, with a lot less pushing and forcing with a lot less work than they thought it was going to take. So whether that was clients that came to me really wanting to charge high ticket but only feeling like they could sell or people would buy single session to then signing their first four-figure client without even advertising their program simply by leveraging their strengths. Um, Another one of my clients was able to leave her corporate job and is on track to make six figures in her coaching business in her first year full-time. And she doesn't do crazy launches. She doesn't do even a lot of social media marketing because we got clear on what those strengths were for her and you're going to hear from her actually in a couple weeks which I'm really excited about but um, I wanted to just start sharing these patterns that I was seeing and how every single one of you every single coach has a unique blueprint has a unique design that If we align your business to that versus trying to fit you into a mold of what you think a business should be, that's when you can really reach your most magnetic state, what I call your zone of radiance, and marketing and client attraction and sales and creating that momentum in your business gets to feel so fulfilling and satisfying because you're not building it on sacrifice, you're you're building it on your strengths. As the year went on, I realized that (laughs) as the multidimensional, unique individuals that we are, I wanted something that would help me get into the nitty gritty faster with somebody and be able to really see what is their most optimal creation flow, what's going to be their most optimal marketing flow, 
And, you know, everybody's different. So I wanted something that could go deeper than the archetypes, although the archetypes is really helpful initially. Um, and it, it's a great guiding light for somebody to say, oh, I'm more of a speaker or I'm more of a creative. Um, I wanted something a little bit more individualized and something that could give me a clearer snapshot of each individual person. And that's when I started getting the pull to learn more about human design. I've, I've kind of known the basics of human design for a while and I've talked about this. I think on previous podcasts, but I really started feeling the nudge to dig deeper into human design and and eventually that led me to enrolling in a human design reader training. As I kind of worked backwards from that, I got the, the reader certification and then I was looking back to my own chart and looking back to my clients' charts and starting to integrate it to the clients that I currently have. And I'm like, whoa, this is so powerful and it all blends beautifully together to help me put together kind of like this procedure, this this framework that can really help somebody come back home to their unique design and get help them get clarity on what are the accompanying, is that a word? Accompanying strategies <laughs> that are going to help them amplify their zone of radiance. And that is just the most magical place for us to land in our business, truly. I mean, it, when you're in that space, money is not even the most delicious part of your business, but it's definitely there. <laughs> it definitely comes in easier and it comes in in ways that are way more satisfying than feeling like you have to painfully go through like a month long launch or you painfully have to put together another funnel or another webinar series or all of that crap. Like it just takes out all of the exhaustion and the heaviness and the just like eye roll worthy strategies that you think are necessary. And it lands you back into how can I create what I'm creating now way easier so that I can have more room and more energetic space to welcome in more. So I want to show you this framework in action. I want to show you how I've implemented it based on my client attraction type and based on my human design profile. And I also want to show you straight from my clients' experiences. Like I want you to hear from them what that looked like to use their human design and to use their client attraction type and put that together to create their custom marketing strategies, their custom client attraction flows, and what that has allowed them to do because it has al- it has opened up way bigger things than they even thought was in their reach. So I'm really excited about that. And for this intro, I want to level set and talk a little bit more about the client attraction type. So I'll definitely link the posts that were up on Instagram in the description and the show notes. Um, But I want to talk a little bit more about what are these client attraction types and even give you some of the diagnostic um, details. So as I'm going through each type and I'm explaining it, you can even maybe pull up a list and see which one is most resonant with with you and how you operate. And something that I also love to do is make a list. So kind of list one, two, three. One would be the category, the archetype that I'm most resonating with. Two is like, yeah, I, I can see that sometimes. And then three is like, maybe sometimes I, I kind of am that way, but it's not really the most resonant. Because this is going to allow you to see where most of your strengths lie and like I say like we're multi-dimensional beings we're not meant to just fit into one category we all may have a little bit of all three right so 
just doing this initial diagnostic is going to help you see where most of your strengths lie. And then as we go through the rest of the episodes, you can you can tune into anywhere that we talk about your specific type and start getting more of that clarity on what would be the most optimal solutions for you. Obviously, you are your, your, your own unique person. You have your own unique human design. So there's a lot of different factors that go into that. But yeah, it would be a great way to also have you involved in this process and for you to get some really great, literally business changing insight and information out of this series. So let's go into the client attraction types and some characteristics of each type so you can see which one is most resonant. So as I mentioned, there are three client attraction types. We're going to first start with my speakers. So usually with my speakers, you would much rather voice note people than text people. Like anytime you can just talk to somebody and just express yourself via your voice versus finagling with words, that's going to be more of your vibe. You also know if you are predominantly a speaker, if most of your clients come to you or sign up for your discovery calls or enroll in your programs once they watch your live videos. This is where you enjoy doing that type of live interaction, whether that's live videos or speaking engagements and people as soon as they hear you speak they're like I just I I know you're the coach for me I'm convinced I'm in you may also have grown up getting those like warnings in on your report card like person is too talkative (laughs) you just love to talk and if given the chance you would much rather be speaking to people whether that's on stage or in live video or even doing those speaking reels rather than creating content on your laptop. And most often when inspiration hits, when you get those downloads, you feel that pull to share, just speaking it into existence or speaking it out versus writing it down in a post or an email. You're like, that's too clunky. I don't even want to bother with that. I just need to speak this out (laughs) to the world. So those are my speakers. Going into my creatives, my fellow creatives, usually as a creative, your notes app on your phone is filled with ideas and statements and downloads for your next posts. You will most often channel these ideas into posts or written blogs, long emails, and clients will often say that they binge your posts or they binge your written content and they just feel so connected to you and they know that they want to work with you. More often than not, your vibe for filling your program is going to be doing something written, so writing posts, writing emails, reaching out to people that way versus doing live videos or a lot of talking heavy conversion events or um, even speaking on stages that's just it's not that you are a hard no to doing those things maybe you are but it's just that that takes more energy out of you it takes more like amping yourself up (laughs) to do that versus just sitting and really channeling your creations out into written words Along those same lines, usually you are more the creative versus the speaker. If you find yourself spending a lot of time writing a script and amping yourself up before you go live and you just feel like that takes more preparation and amping yourself up to go live, it just doesn't come as natural. 
as maybe it does for some of my speakers where they really just can press live and do the damn thing and really thrive in that space. But for you as a creative, you are really here to be innovative and to push the envelope on how the world sees things. So you may really love being in your own space and maybe having blocks of time where you don't have any calls or even some days where you don't have any calls and just really diving into what are the ideas that are wanting to come through? What are the new concepts, the new frameworks, the new ideas that you want to share with the world to shift perspectives or to provide better service, better results for your clients? You're just always thinking of what's the next thing that I can create and give life to. All right, and last but certainly not least, we have the collaborators. So the collaborators are the ones that are always so open and willing to connect with new people, to be in collaborative spaces. You may tend to do things like podcasts or be in memberships or be in groups where collaborating and being in community is the focus. You may even consider a big part of your strengths to be the connector between networks and you love amplifying others and that gives you as much joy as sometimes even more joy than amplifying your own voice. Usually my collaborators too would much rather go live or do something with somebody else and and feed off of their energy and bounce the conversation back and forth versus just going live by themselves again anything where they can be in that communal space they really thrive and you may find that most of your clients and opportunities come through spaces where you are simply just connecting so whether that's coffee chats or networking events or word of mouth like your biggest strength is creating connections and community and when you do that you notice that a lot more comes through and comes your way or maybe it's you know you notice that your podcast does the best because you love being in that community aspect you love bringing on guests and sharing their stories and that is something that you really love versus just creating posts by yourself or versus, you know, going out and doing lives and speaking engagements where it feels like you are, you know, everyone's kind of looking to you. You love spaces where you can be part of the whole. And there we have it. We have our speakers, we have our creatives, and we have our collaborators. I would love to know, what was your order? Are you mostly a collaborator? Do you see a lot of that creative in you? You can go ahead and take a screenshot of this episode and let me know in your stories Maybe which type was the most resonant or what's your list? What's your number one? What's the most resonant? What's number two and what's coming in as number three? And I'm really excited because in the next episode, I am going to share with you my own personal breakdown of my client attraction type, how that plays into my human design and give you tangible examples of this in action in my marketing and in my client attraction and how that has created way more easeful sales and even five figure months without doing as much heavy lifting. But until then, wherever you are, I hope you are doing amazing and I will see you very soon.